This is the podcast that rocked for August 11th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. We cover all the news that dropped in rock, alternative metal, industrial punk, and everything in between. Hope you had a good week. Wasn't the best week for Scowl, not so much for all their success they've had. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the band Scowl, they're a hardcore band who is fantastic, had an amazing EP come out this year, Psychic Dance Routine. Totally worth checking out. I might do a video on my favorite EPs at the end of the year, but besides that, Kat Moss, vocalist for Scowl, has some strong opinions that she's earned the right to say about how they're being treated and being labeled industry plants by a lot of not just trolls, but just obnoxious gatekeepers and elitists, especially saying they know the industry and they're calling Scowl industry plants. I'll get to her quote first, and then I'm going to give my thoughts on this because this has been going on for the last couple of days now. From Moss, I am sick of hearing the phrase industry plants every single time Scowl experiences success. Our friends bands, bands commonly full of men, will sign brand deals, have a song in a commercial, and get a co-sign for massively successful musicians, etc. Yet I never read whisperings or whether or not they deserve those successes. Whether or not they are valid enough, good enough, or worked hard enough to be deserving of that success. Is our success never valid enough for you? Why is the competition created between us and our community, specifically fem-bodied individuals? A competition I never participated in, a patriarchal competition I challenge by questioning my thoughts, actions, and insecurities every single day. The message I receive is that I am not granted independent success as a woman. Am I never grateful enough, hardworking enough, confident enough? She continues, I'm grateful to be part of a community we have always contributed to lifting. By the way, it isn't that hard to do. If you believe in yourself and your friends, you've done half the work. If you believe in your scene, walk through that door, buy that t-shirt, and maybe even gather up the confidence to make a new friend or dance along to your favorite song, you are contributing to something bigger than yourself. Starting a band was the best decision I ever made. It saved my life in many ways and it helped me find confidence in myself that I never believed that I formerly had. I am happily part of a scene filled with beautiful, intelligent, unique, and inspiring people. A scene that could never blossomed without every single individual. Is it so hard to believe that a woman-led band can be a hardworking and organic success? Is it so challenging to grasp a woman's success that you have to create a fantasy that the music industry had a hand in it? An extremely male-dominated music industry, by the way. That being said, my life and bandsmates' lives would be so much easier if we had industry backing. I garnered the little confidence I had not without the emotional support of my friends and my scene in May 2019 to play Scouts for a show. My life has changed so much since that day, but it would have never been possible without my friends in the Bay Area, Santa Cruz hardcore scene. The women, femme, trans individuals who have I've embraced all around the world that have always had my back and saw me for my genuine self. Those individuals will always come first to me. Scal has worked tirelessly to be in the position we are in. We have practiced late into the night, day after day. We have relentlessly toured. Last year, I had bronchitis for months on tour. I've blown my voice out a handful of times. We have experienced exhaustive physical injury, blah, blah, and only dropped one show due to those circumstances the past two years. Not even counting the depression, anxiety, grief, and other general human sufferings experienced thousands of miles away from home. Slept on countless floors, gone hungry for a little too long, been in the negatives on my bank statements, etc. Is that punk enough for you? We do this because we love it, because it makes us happier than anything else. I've had the privilege to play music for a living. Of course I'm going to chase my dreams. The most valuable lesson I learned from hardcore is that you have something to say, scream it into a microphone. I would be nowhere without the countless biracial people of color, trans, femme, gender, non-conforming individuals that I've shared the stage with and have had me meaningful conversations and relationships with. I'm so grateful to music for giving me the opportunity to form those connections. You have all collectively inspired me to never, ever give up. Whether we talk all the time or have had a short, swift encounter, you know who you are and I love you. You remind me that I'm never alone. 
That was a long but well-worded speech from Cat Moss, really describing the frustration of so much discussion on being industry plants, especially since the Taco Bell commercials have gone out now with Scal's music. Taco Bell paid for the little like video they did like for performance. Turnstile recently had last year or beginning of this year with their music, and now Scal is getting that opportunity. Here's the thing. One, I don't think Scal is an industry plant by any stretch of the imagination. That is wild to think. Number two, think about industry plants. Yes, I believe they exist. If you are a business, especially a label on the West Coast, Warner, UMG, any of the big labels, you see all the genres of music making tons of money and you're going to try to get into hardcore? You think of all the genres, pops blowing up still, all these pop stars going crazy, countries in a weird flux of trying to get the next star out there? No, no. You're going to try to put all your fortune and backing into hardcore? That's not where the money is. Why would any industry try to back something like that where the ROI would not be as high as other subgenres or even genres in general than hardcore? Get out of here. That is such a weak argument to call Scal an industry plants when an industry would make way more money backing any other genre or subgenre. What's next? You're going to have a metalcore industry plant? Go for it. Hey, how about a death grind industry plant too while you're at it? Come on. My two cents. Yes, I think industry plants exist. No, I do not think they exist in hardcore. Get out of here. Scal's doing great. And I think it's just the argument for people who don't like Scal. And if you don't enjoy Scal's music, that's fine. You don't have to. I do, but I totally get it's not for everyone. But calling Scal an industry plant is pretty far-fetched. That being said, I do enjoy Taco Bell. I do enjoy Scal. I'm also glad that Taco Bell is going in a different way for their advertising to pick up with catching music and try to make something like that for their advertising. I think that's an awesome way to get some new attention out there, both just word of mouth. Hey, you hear Scal on the new Taco Bell commercial? You hear Turnstile on the new Taco Bell commercial? Stuff like that while still advertising their food. It beats Burger King, who has the same jingle and just doing the same commercials and advertising for years. By the way, Burger King, salt your fries more. Good, sweet mercy, those are some raw potatoes. Moving on to some more touring discussion. I don't want to say news, but just discussion. With Avenged Sevenfold about to go on their actual amphitheater and small arena tour with uh, everyone's favorite rap scallion, Ronnie Radke, and Falling in Reverse, Pantera was opening for Metallica. Carrie Underwood's opening for Guns N' Roses. So the question was posed, who would be the artist that you want to open for Avenged that you haven't had that opportunity with? And he made some interesting selections. Of the four choices, he first picked Knock Loose. That's probably the most arguably accessible one. Little Big, interesting. 100 Gex, more interesting. D Antwerd, It's also worth pointing out that uh, M Shadows and Avenged did have a say in choosing Falling in Reverse. And they followed that up with all the controversy that will forever be going on with Ronnie Radke and his desperate for attention trolling and then begging for attention for apologies and playing the victim. M. Shadow said, you got to pay attention to what Ronnie Radke is doing. Love him or hate him. Releases singles. Everything feels thought out and important. Fan base engaged. Old heads hate it. Kudos to sticking to the vision. I still stand by that if you want to have Falling in Reverse as a support slot, you can. I'm just saying don't disacknowledge all the serious problems that comes with it just by saying, no, we support it. In continued discussion over last week's notice about Josh Hom, the Queens of the Stone Age, saying you have to play the hits. If you're a band that's successful, you need to play the songs that people pay to see. Corey Taylor kind of talks about that as well in an indirect way, saying the number one Slipknot song that he hates the most, he thinks is the most overrated. The answer, 
Wait and Bleed off the self-titled release. Corey says it's difficult to perform. He thinks it's overrated. He was beyond burnt out. And he at one time, he voted to give it a six-month rest on tour. However, he still does it because he knows people love it. And it's a good problem to have. Corey Taylor has the right attitude. You can be annoyed by it, but he'll still do it. Just like Josh Hom was saying too, you know, he just understands he's going to play Go With The Flow and many other songs off of songs for the deaf and some of the hits for the last 20 years. That's okay. You can do the new stuff all you want, but you also have to do some of the old stuff that people recognize. In some interesting news, Gray Days, the former band of Chester Bennington before he joined Linkin Park, said they're going to try to continue and make new music that's not just Chester Bennington tribute stuff, which would be recovered old recordings and then updated with Chester's vocal track played over it. They said they are going to work with a new singer and they're trying to get everything planned out. Dowell explained, we're working on that. I think it's important for Chris to get his own footprint in the band, the new singer. The guys discussed where we originally brought him in. Initially, we were just going to do some shows, and as the fan base has really brought him to the fold and accepted him quite well, it's nice to play these songs because they are so meaningful to us, but we also want Chris to have some ownership with what we're playing. So we're starting to go back in and write with Chris. I think that's a strong way to say that, not disacknowledging everything that's happened with Chester, and you can still continue to do those songs. I'm glad they're going to try to start something new, and I'm glad they're trying to get some mileage out of it as well. So hopefully they put in the work. If you enjoy those Grey Day songs that happened over the last few years with Chester, kind of the recovered songs, you might check out some new stuff coming hopefully from the new singer and everyone with gray days in festival news and this is something i'm very excited to talk about riot fest is coming september 15th through the 17th featuring foo fighters the cure queens of the stone age turnstile the mars volta one of my favorite bands ever and many 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 more riot fest has one of the best twitter accounts ever i don't mean just by festivals or music related no no ever because riot fest does not take any crap they will call people out and troll way harder if you try to engage in a negative way. That being said, Riot Fest has always had a little bit of snark with them in sometimes some innocent ways. The best way I can describe what I'm about to read is a cheeky look at some of the things you're not supposed to bring into Riot Fest. You'll see these with every festivals and concert venues, things that are not allowed on the premises as a ticket holder. Here's a list from Riot Fest a few years ago that's been updated. No air horns. No audio video equipment of any kind, including personal camcorders and GoPro cameras. No bicycles, no rollerblades, no skateboards no scooters inside festival grounds. No chairs of any kind, except medical devices, obviously. No CM Punk until he apologizes for what he did. No cantaloupe. It's at this point now you understand where the process is going for what you can't bring into Riot Fest. For those who are unaware, CM Punk made an appearance at Riot Fest. I do not remember all the details. It's a tongue-in-cheek type thing. It's not meant to be taken that serious. No cantaloupe, however, has struck a chord with quite a few people, and Riot Fest has doubled down on why cantaloupe will never be allowed at Riot Fest. With the reply, when someone asked, can I ask about the cantaloupe? Riot Fest said, it knows what it did. The reason I'm bringing up Riot Fest is one, Great festival lineup. Tickets are still available. Worth checking out. The daily lineups are already out right now. How many good bands if you're into rock, alternative metal? They have such a great range from the Gaslight Anthem all the way to Code Orange. There is softer. There's heavier. There's a mix. There's something for everyone on each day. Number two, you might see a familiar face there. That's all I'm saying. Podcast. That'll be all for the podcast that rocked this week. Big thanks to my patrons and YouTube members. Special thanks to Chris Doman, Brandon Bruce, and Dom Noble. Also, want to thank everyone that's joining the YouTube memberships, which helps out a ton. And finally, we will be having new music night on Sunday on YouTube at 5 p.m. Eastern. Two hours of all the new music that dropped. You can make your own suggestions for donations. Tons of fun. Last week was a blast. We have a lot of new music coming this week. Hope you guys can check it out. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. And remember, industry plants are real. 
But hardcore is not a market they're going to tap into. 